Welcome, welcome back, uh, TJ. Yeah, I see that uh, that lovely Faith No More shirt. Oh, uh, my favorite one. I'm gonna ask you. Yeah. Um, out of the last four before they went away, what's the best album? Oof. That's honestly, I mean, uh, actually, you, you know what? Give give me an order because they're all really good. So the real thing. Um, to um, why am I forgetting the Swan album? That's that's Angel Dust. That's like yeah, my yeah. favorite. Okay, so the real thing, Angel Dust, King for a Day, and um, the Brown album is that what it was called at the end? Uh, the last one yeah. was was oh, it al- album of the year, album of the year, album of the year. That yeah. was great too. So so rate those in order for me. Um, they're kind of in order. I feel like yeah, because I yeah, like the I can't say like one is something better than the other. The last one was like was like I don't know. They're just like what a great band. I don't know. Like they're so they're so different. Like real yeah. uh, real thing is so different than Angel Dust and King for a Day is like very different, very different than all of it. And then the last one I think is more uniform, but it's sick i don't know it's like okay it's great it's probably my least favorite one but i don't it's i i'd probably go back to it now and then like gary's desert list it would still hold up you know it's it took <laughs> gary's desert list man that's a deep cut for everyone deep, deep Aaron Stern reference for us. <laughs> uh, <laughs> gary's desert list yes so yeah, man, it, it it took me a long time to listen to the last two albums because I remember when Jim Martin left, I was like, yeah, whatever. Uh, King for Day was cool. Like I heard Dig in the Grave and I was like, this is great. And then the rest of the record didn't connect with me. So I didn't even listen to Album of the Year for a long time. And then one day I listened to those last two albums like consecutively. And I was like, what the fuck was I thinking? These albums are so good. Dude, <laughs> like, so good. What a, like like you said, super fucking unique band, man. Those those four. Um, Angel Dust is like like my I I don't know I just that that changed everything for me that record, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. Uh, um, yeah, just curious because uh, you know, wearing that shirt, which is a really old shirt actually, that might be from like the Chuck Mosley era. Uh, <clears throat> oh Mosley, he died not not that. Not too long ago, and he actually played Beeries because I I played. I remember that. that. I remember that. I remember. I I played that show. You did? I did. I was. uh, They asked me to like open that. I'm pretty. It's so funny because it wasn't that long ago, but I'm pretty sure I did. Uh, hold on. So then, let me look real quick here. Uh, right. 
so funny how I, I wouldn't even remember. But one of the highlights of that day or night was that Roddy came out. Um, Roddy and, Bottom. Yeah, Roddy Bottom. <laughs> and uh, he it was cool. He was just like this dude and like all white. And I was like, you're fucking Roddy Bottom for Faith No More. And we took a picture together at Beery's, you know, like well, he has this... to be a nice guy. Oh, he was so cool. He was so yeah. cool. Uh, it, like he did. Uh, you ever listen to Imperial Teen? Not really. No, I know of it, though, but ne- I, I don't neither know. did I. I was very like I, I didn't really know it too well. And then when he played the sound guy, Mike Longo was like, oh, you should really listen to them because they were like a really cool power pop band. And from that moment on, I, I, I really dug them. Really, really cool yep. stuff. Uh, uh, yeah. I'll say la- my last thing on, on that is uh, is Vedamore. Is I mean an important band to me, but also what I realized like back in the you know with my uh my old band I remember taking like a vocal lesson from the label making us take a vocal lesson, and I never did that before. And they were like, "Who's like your favorite singer?" And at the time I remember saying Mike Patton. They go, "Well, you actually sing properly because just me mimicking Angel Dust, like that first you know Land of Sunshine, that first record where he's like." You know, he goes operatic, like kind of like, yeah, yeah. So hard to do that, that very hard. I'd be singing around, like driving around and maybe in the 90s, I guess what it was and driving around and and just singing that. I'm not going to do it now on microphone because it'll sound dopey. But that for, you know, he says senile and it like goes up. And I guess you're just sitting down and driving and just training to like sing along to something that like difficult. They said you sing properly. When I said Mike Patton, they were like, that makes sense as you actually, that was, you know, an influence to you. But yeah, that's not like I see anything like him or anything, but just that. No, no. Yeah. Going yeah. All up and down and my range was all over the place at that point. And then, you know, it was weird to say I could sing properly. A lot of people don't, you know, I guess. But yeah, it took I had to go take lessons from this lady, Melissa Cross to like. Oh, I know it, that is. Yeah. So like uh, the, the, the metal. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, my uh, our only they went to her recently. I think. All right. Continue. Sorry. Oh yeah. So, like, our old keyboard player, like when we first started the band, uh, she would take lessons from her, and then one day, like, she's like, "Oh, come with me to to these lessons." And at uh, at the end of the lesson, what she did because it was like a Christmas time, so she got me a lesson for Christmas, and uh, I was like, "Oh, okay, cool." And I was like, "Oh yeah, it's probably because." Back then, if I had a good night of singing, I didn't understand how I yeah. did it. I didn't understand how I did it. Like I, I knew how to, like I knew I could, but I didn't understand how. So, taking the lessons with her for like a year kind of like helped me a little bit, um, because it was just yeah. Back then, I just did, I didn't know. It's like one day I could sing, and then the next I'm like, oh, I don't know what I did. You know, it's uh. I don't yeah, know. yeah, straight. Yeah, I think she's worked. With, she's worked with multiple people that I know. But so, like, uh, so Angel Dust is something that you were singing, singing along to. Uh, I love that. Sometimes there's certain albums, like whenever we play a show, like I'll do the warm ups real quick. You know, like now I have this app called Vocal Ease, and then I'll do like I have, I have a show tonight, and it's like I'll do that for a little bit. And then I'll pick like a song or two from an album that I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll warm up with these three songs. Like what's a, an album that you still to this day warm up with? I don't warm up with any album. I oh, actually, so cool. I'll tell you. So cool. I'm just so cool, dude, yeah. that I just comes out. 
Yeah. No, I was uh, that you at the Paramount. Uh huh. <laughs> and it just you know uh just, just came out. I um no you know what's funny is that when I was you know t- touring a bunch uh men women children I, I had like after I took that lesson I remember I had a a vocal tape and I was like had this weird OCD with this vocal tape like like I needed it and I was like I remember you know having meltdowns it, it just like if like so I think someone like lost my tape one time and I had to go get another one I don't know but I would do it every show I'm sitting in the van like oh yep 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 yeah and uh and i dude and then i just did that all the time and one day i'm like this sucks i'm like i i lost my voice once a tour anyway at some point and i was just like i not that i'm sure all that's great obviously it is but i I just gave up doing that so i just don't think i and especially with with these people i don't know like my (laughs) i guess the vocal like how i sing is a lot more than this relaxed you know sitting on top kind of like i don't know i like, feel very natural and effortless the way that i sing in, in, in that's a great you know way I mean? yeah that's the, it's a great way like uh i have a friend eric and uh he used to sing in a band that sounded like hot water music and then somewhere along the way he like transitioned into something that's a little bit more like dinosaur junior and like so he's just like i just don't want to like i don't want to scream my vocals anymore I, I he wanted it to be like more of like lax thing and yeah. uh yeah it's like it, I, maybe the older you get like uh you just kind of like adjust to your voice as opposed think... as opposed to like hey here's my register i'm going to write a song that's completely like scraping the ceiling yeah. the whole way yeah i don't i don't know why i just i think i remember at the beginning like we were just like tr- that you know i think we trying to just do have no boundaries and i just remember i'm singing from like the top of my range to the middle to the low like all the time and every song would go up to like falsetto and this and that. so i think maybe after that i think i i don't know and then plus that was that men when children was you know four people five people whatever and you know when i did these people that was me just it was towards the end of that and i was just writing songs and they came out a certain way and my vocals just came out that way where it was like in this way that it is now, you know what I mean? I'd have moments where I kind of pushed it a little bit, but it's really just like this, like very, to me, a relaxing, natural, like the vocals are just one element to like calm you while the rest of the music, I have no boundaries even in these people. You know what I mean? There's the, the music could do whatever. I'm not basing everything off my vocal acrobatics. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. I, to me, I find that more comfortable as a songwriter and, and whatever, you know, I'm not like, how do I make it crazy? You know? No, no, yeah, it, it's it's a cool evolution, and and I welcome it too. You know, so, sometimes like we'll throw in something that I try to sing. You know, like like I I'm like okay, this is my register, and and now it's like oh maybe I'll throw in a capo, maybe I'll change the key. Like back then, I wasn't thinking that way. Back then, I was thinking like this is what we play in. So if I can't nail it, then who gives a shit? I'm gonna try anyway. I yeah. I just didn't really have that comprehension. So, uh, but yeah, so these people put out an EP uh four songs and uh yeah. in place of time right so b- before we talk about that you know we'll, we'll save that for the end because there's uh four songs on there i'll tell i'll tell you my favorite mm-hmm. um you guys just played the paramount with la- with live i was downstairs watching mike cooley from the drive-by truckers yeah uh you guys were making a lot of noise upstairs i was trying yeah, to- how did they have shows at the same time at that i don't know i was thinking because you're like i'm playing there wednesday i was like that's weird Wait, so you heard I- me play even yes no no i didn't hear i heard so 
I got there at nine downstairs and there was like rumblings. Yeah. And it was the first time like I saw a show at Spotlight. And I was just and it's just him. So it's Mike doing single picking with his fingers and occasionally just like and just deep bass coming through yeah this. so you hear like a rattle and oh, like that's yeah, so horrible. I, <laughs> they, they built that and then went Damn. <laughs> but i t- yeah jameson said that it was the first time that that's happened but uh so but you know shout right. out shout right. out to spotlight yeah I, saw, we, I didn't see it by the way it's rad oh my god we we got to do something there i told okay. him like I'm looking to yeah. do something there in like March, like, you know, three bands will put something together. Maybe we'll do that. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, because yeah, that's that's really it's a cool spot, man. I really talked to him about that a little bit. But I, I, I'm i so pissed because I was running around. You know how it is in show mode. I like was yeah, like, oh, yeah, to go down there. But I, I just had like a million things to do. But um... you know, when, when it comes to show mode, especially for the singer, like uh, I try to. Yeah, like I just I'm like, man, I. Until I until I get this set out of my vocal cords. Oh man, right? I'm like I'm like totally nuts. I think actually, and I'm, I and I was the best I've ever been, and it's like still it's it's still hard to explain that to somebody. I think of like when you're for something like this though is like obviously like a a, a random thing. I mean, we got added to the show; it was already sold out. And then what are they like sixteen hundred capacity? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the show was already sold out. We were on the show. You know, I couldn't I was more like worried about getting people in. That's why I mean, I'm, if I had my brain together, I would have definitely tried to at least make sure. I mean, you didn't even say anything to me, so it's really on you. But I just um, didn't. So here's the thing. I would have, it, got, I would have snuck in somehow. You know, the they're, thing, they're the, awesome over there anyway. I mean, the, they're, they're the thing, the thing is this 100 percent. You're like, I'm playing there Wednesday. I'm like, I'm going to be there Wednesday. Um, You know, it was one of those things where it was just if you didn't say anything, I'm like, OK. I'm like, maybe there's like other people and they want to watch live. So it's like, I didn't really want to just interfere. Yeah. Uh, but if you're like, oh, just come up when you get there. Then I'm like, all right, I'll make it a point to get there at eight, go upstairs and uh, then come down. So I, well, yeah, you said you had a show. And when you it's like in that mode, I'm like, I like compartmentalize like, all right, he's busy because he's going to see something else. So that's why I didn't. I had it. no idea that it was starting at nine, but it, it yeah. makes sense because it was only him. And then he played for two hours. So it was just yeah. I thought he was going to start at eight maybe eight to nine thirty, ten o'clock, but like they moved it to nine. So yeah. I'm like sitting here at eight o'clock. Oh, I'm like, uh, I guess I'll just hang out here and then I'll leave. But anyway, uh, yeah. um, great venue. I love the Paramount. Um, so, so g- give me the rundown as to what that day was like. Uh, well, it was, uh, it was wild. I mean, I, um, I don't, I guess it's just in that there's so many things you have to do especially like playing something like that where, you know, in that time frame that we had to play it. Cause it wasn't like, like I, you know, didn't know we, you know, we just got the show on, I think it was like Thursday and then the show was in following Wednesday. So I didn't really have time to, you know, make more merch. I realized I was kind of out of certain stuff. I, and you know, we had to like do some hand printing stuff like that. Just, you know, I don't know. It was, it was so many factors. Like, dude, my to-do list was just, totally nuts you know fixing the stage plot all this you know what i mean like i I mean basically i don't it's hard for me to express just so many things you have to do the back if only you were on a podcast if only i was on a podcast and i could explain it (laughs) so (laughs) um in my head i'm like thinking that now but you know honestly it was it was a bit it was a bit overwhelming but i was it made it happen i'll tell you this um yeah i don't know 
If, if, if only you had a lot of free time during the day. If only I had a lot of free time during the day. <laughs> but it was great. The club was awesome. Like they were, I, I knew I played there before. I think like we played there with Glassjaw like a Thanksgiving bunch of years ago. You guys or these people? Uh, these people, yeah. Okay. And uh, so I, I knew a lot. I knew some of the people still work there and they're, they're awesome. Um, and they made it very like stress free and cool. Like Brad, you know, Brad Cordero. He, uh, yeah, yeah from St. Hood reps and he, he did monitors and he was really cool. And everyone, I felt when I went in there and saw the vibe of everything, I was like, all right, I don't need to like really be tripping out. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, and so, but I mean, so you put together this band, right. For the most part, right? it's just like, is it aside from James, it's all di uh, different people, right? Yeah. I have a new bassist and drummer, Paul and Fred. And that was wild. Like, like, you know, it was just me and James for a while, like doing acoustic stuff during the pandemic. We did not play full band at all. So, um, yeah, it was like we were just like we've been talking like we got to just get together so we could start playing. And I was in my head, too. I'm like, this is not going to be easy to find two dudes, you know. So and I got them in like one fell swoop. It was like really wild. Like the drummer was friends, close friends with my previous drummer who i'm still friends with but he lives kind of further away and uh he's a pain in the ass he's like a prima donna you know is it, is it bill no billy reimer no 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 billy's billy has helped me he's billy's the best uh, I, I wasn't no, sure johnny i'm just i'm messing around johnny's like i love him he's like the funniest dude but he was you know he plays in another band with james and and he just was like listen if you get a crazy show like i'm gonna play with you but i ain't gonna practice with you every week and i I feel like I just wanted to practice the way I used to. Yeah. Like, like we week. had this, like we yeah. had this conversation. Yeah. Like, like you and I, cause it's like, regardless, it's like there is that cool magic part of it where you go into a studio, like you go into your rehearsal space for two to three hours, uh, one day a week. And it's cool. Like you feel ready for. Yeah. Stuff. Yeah. And that, and to tell you like, so yeah. Cause like what I've done for the last while is like, okay, we got this show whatever playing in factory on this day in a month. Hey uh, guys, like I find a band or, or even, even if I have the guys who were kind of in mind, Hey, we we do two or three practices, you know, and we play the show and it's, it's like, that's like not even fun. Kind of. It's like you hang out you for like a few times and you do it. But in this case, I was like, after I got the guys locked down, I was like, let's just practice. Like, like I used to at the beginning, you know, and every week and you're playing and you kind of do a little, you jam a little bit for fun to loosen up, kind of stopped doing that. But we were doing that for a minute. It was pretty fun. I was having Paul record it because he has, because it's like his, we practice his, his place as like a studio rehearsal. But then I'm like, I ain't sitting through riffs. You know what I mean? Like, of yeah, jam. Yeah. it's not the last thing I'm going to so, do. So it yeah. worked out and like, uh, you know, obviously, uh, you know, it's always like nerve wracking. I would imagine if you're going to play to a sold out show yeah. with two people. So we were that... ready. That's my point. Oh, you were ready. We, okay. We were practicing for three months or something every week. And then I was just like in my head, like, all right, cool. And then we just got that show. And the part of us practicing was the part that I wasn't stressed out about. And that was, that was cool. Okay. And, and had, um, how do you think like the because like live is a, a pretty different band but I, I think like their audience that's been with them forever pretty open to the stuff you guys do you guys have a you know listening to the to the new ep I, I never really picked it up before but then when you told me you saw this band 
I was like, you know what? I could see the similarities. It's, it has a shins like vibe to it for sure. Oh, I, yeah. I mean, I think like the first album for sure, like definitely has like that flavor. That's, I mean, I mean, that's nice to say, I guess. I mean, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't, I have, I mean, I always, whenever they came out, I thought they were a great, but I just love his melody schemes. I don't think I kind of do, he like kind of dances around the whole with the vocals, you know what I mean? Where, but uh, yeah, if you hear something, Listen, you fucking like that. That's you, listen, cool. you fucking cocksucker. I just told call you. me a ripoff. I just no. Call I me just, a ripoff on the air. I just told you that you have like it's it, you sound more uh, from that planet than you do the Foo Fighters. Like I'm trying to yeah, describe. Totally. No, I'm I'll, trying to describe your sound for anyone that's listening. That be like, hey, maybe I'll check this band out, or maybe I won't. But it's like go okay. further, go further. What does it sound like to you? Aside it's, from you uh, hear so, a sprinkle of the pins. So there's a lot of stuff. I know that you're into like uh, a lot of interesting, like <laughs> 60s, 70s type things. Uh, you could even go like early Pink Floyd with a lot of this stuff, you know, like where you hear that stuff. Um, I'll, I'll tell you right now. Uh, Sid Barrett, I mean, well, that's, I have a Sid. picture on my wall. Yeah. That was, yeah. A, that was, that was a, I mean, we've never talked about that, but that's it, have we? But that's a huge, that was a huge influence of my, the genesis of this band, I think, because I grew up as a kid listening okay. to early Floyd and Sid Barrett. Yeah, you know? so exactly. Like early stuff, not like fucking the wall or anything, but even like some like just very much that vibe. But uh, out of the four songs, so you have forces at work, mm. you have levels, you have mind reading and past tense. Uh, all great songs. Very memorable. I know that you're anti hook, but maybe I'm not anti hook at all. <laughs> the hell did you get that from maybe you leaned into it i'm like i'm like fucking with you fucking uh, hang up with on you right now jesus all right no. don't don't make me text anti-hook don't make me text richard flesh right now <laughs> um so but mind reading i think mind reading is like the 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 tour de force out of the four songs here yeah i keep uh, getting different ones so it's funny i'll, that... I'll go back to the hooks thing here yeah um didn't we have a discussion where you were basically saying you're like, maybe it's too catchy. Maybe it's too this. <laughs> um, no. Yeah, maybe. But yeah, I think 100 percent. No, but, no but that's not. No. But the thing is, like, I actually love making like hooks or memorable things. I think it's what I what I was probably saying is in this band or in the way that I kind of do melody stuff is I like to turn left when you expect to turn right. Absolutely. And that, and that to me makes it hookier because sometimes you, you don't expect that. And then the next time you hear it, it becomes even catchier because you, or whatever the word you want to use, because you're like, Oh, Whoa, I didn't expect that. And then the next time it's like, you expect it. And it's, I have to mix this stuff for hours and hours. You know what I mean? Like every, you know, I, I, I need to keep be interesting. And I think that you listen with, with this music to me, if someone doesn't get it right away on the, a few spins, you're hearing you're hearing all these things come out to you. And that's some of my favorite music is like that. But I care very much about writing memorable parts and have every part be something that is stuck in your head. Absolutely. I like the, that kind of music. But the know? stuff that you're into isn't very conventional stuff, like where it can be stuck in your head. But you're not like sitting here, you know, like I remember I told you one hook sounded like Oasis. <laughs> I oh, and then I threw the I think, song out. I think I think you almost had a heart attack. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, Le well, you're talking about you're talking about something because you're my friend, and uh, I played you a few things that aren't even coming out for a bit, and I kind of after this EP, I kind of go into another direction where um, 
I kind of changed my format and I, I'm down to tell you about that in a second, but that's, that's that batch of songs that you're talking about where I wrote in like, that was like towards the maybe end of pandemic or something, but it was like totally from scratch, acoustic, walking yeah. around in my boxer shorts for a week at a time <laughs> out of my mind. Let me get that visual. Hold on. Yeah. get it. Get it. Cause I'm not wearing pants now. So, <laughs> uh, and, and just writing these tunes, like that, making sure the vocals, the lyrics, the song is great. And I did a different kind of thing this time where I then my brother took it, gave it to him. And whereas before, but the even the CP would be like, you know, uh, it was so different how everything happened. But it was almost like I do a bunch of stuff, structured, right parts, blah, blah, blah. Then Rick, my brother would come in and kind of be like, well, that sucks. And then or, or that's cool. And then he'd like make parts or melodies. And I, it was almost like um, a Frankenstein on that EP, I think. And whereas this next thing that's not even out yet is like, I sat there, did that structure. Then I gave it to Rick and let him just do this stuff on it. And I actually, it's really incredibly enjoyable for me, you know, on this, I, I'll do like a guitar, like I'll, I'll literally give like the acoustic structure, the vocals and like a guitar solo. And then I don't have to think about it. And then I get back this like wonderful thing. So that's only been on like, you know, a handful of songs of the new stuff. And I, it's really, really rad. I have to say, I'm not trying to get too deep into that whole thing, but it no, was no, yeah, yeah. It's cool. cool. And, and you do get to bounce stuff off your brother who is also, you know, super talented and, and uh, you guys yeah. have an interesting like working relationship as well. Um, and uh, he, Rick Richard T. Flesh. That's right. For sure. So what's he up to? Um, he's just always making music and art and uh, I, he's got some cool stuff going on. I don't think I, I can't mention stuff that he's, but he's working on a few pretty notable things at the moment, you know? All right. So are you, I mean, you can't mention those either probably. Right? I can't, I can't mention those either. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, yeah. I'm working on a few things that I can't talk about. So yeah. what do we got a podcast? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but anyway, I didn't mean to, to dive, you know, go dive too deep into that other stuff. But anyway, you were saying about the EP. So, yeah, so and I hate hooks. Continue. What yes, saying? you do. Uh, and Oasis. <laughs> I actually, don't hate Oasis. I I just am a more of a Blur fan. Oh you know? yeah, yeah, for but, sure. No. Uh, via text, you do then maybe. Uh, text things, so let, let's go through these four songs real quick. Forces at work. What, what do you want to tell me about that song? Forces at work. That one was around for that one was around for a good amount of time. I couldn't even tell you. Like the bass and drums were. That was something right. You know, Mike Sapone. Yeah. Long Island's famous producer, Mike Sapone. Uh, I think I was doing another session and I think Rick, I think I was like a throwaway tune that Rick just did like this kind of like a drums and then just did a bass line. Cause if you notice in that song, the drums and bass are the exact, you know, same thing. It's, it's like a live loop. You know what I mean? It's not cut. And then I remember I kind of took that thing at some point, and I think I just duplicated however long it was and left space in the middle and kind of wrote chords around the whole thing. Um, and, you know, guitar stuff made it into it's what it was very Frankenstein of a song that's been around for a while. So it's funny how that was done. I think Rick helped me with melodies, like just on guitar and I sang and wrote lyrics. And that's how that song essentially came about. Um, and it's very funny because I don't know how I couldn't sit and try to write a song like that you know what i mean that was totally just you know came about in that way it, 
it was i'm not gonna sit with you know what i mean like that's not like you sit with acoustic guitar that was like production cutting up yeah 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 so and 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 that's a like you know an interesting take on stuff too like which i don't you know i don't think i've ever done stuff like that so i'm always fascinating uh fa- fascinated by stuff like that i'm mm-hmm. usually the acoustic guitar guy walking around in his box yeah. um so let's do levels tell me something about levels levels uh levels I think I wrote that. I, I try to, this sounds, might sound dopey, but I try to always write a song on my birthday for some weird reason. I just want to feel that there's a reason I'm, you know, uh, to, to do it. I just, I'm like, all right, I got to write a tune. I remember that was one that uh, the structure was kind of there. I, I, of like the chords and, and all that kind of stuff. Um, I remember I play the bass line, the boom, doom, 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 doom. Like that was just something I had. Then Rick does the verse. It's really funny because if you listen to it, I mean, he's significantly better than me at bass, but it's very funny how I don't think unless I told you that you would hear it because the tones and all that kind of seamlessly go in and how the parts change so drastically, it works. Uh, that one I had um, Walter Schreifel sing on. There was like a little brief period because me and Daryl worked on his uh, song called Overjoyed. You guys check that out. Yeah, um, it's, it's very good. Love it. Um, so he was in our studio in Wanto at the time, me and Daryl Palumbo had that studio. And then I think, and then I've been friendly with Walter for a long time. And I remember I kind of was like, can you sing backups on stuff? And he just came in and did like three, four tunes of just like, just in there, like doing backups, like in no time at all. But, uh, I, I ended up, I do remember using the vocals. He did some really cool stuff on that. If you listen to the vocal harmonies on the bridge and the hook on the chorus, it's Walter and it's really cool. So I don't know that's I guess that's all my info on that too. We're really breaking it down actually. This is a yeah. Why not? Um, okay. So yeah, anyway, I mean, it's, yeah, so it's, was... it's it's not it's not like a Chinese democracy or a double album here. You know, no, there's, 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 there's only there's only <laughs> we four only got stuff. two left. No, yeah. yeah, yeah. No. So um, you know, mind reading, which is like I said, it's just man that that whole. Just that outro. I think James posted a clip of it, right? I'm I'm not sure. Oh, from the show. Yeah. Yeah, he did. I, yeah, I haven't reposted clips on my thing because I'm kind of just I don't know why I just thought why you got to pick. through. I mean, that's what yeah, I got so many videos that people send me from that. Uh, but I yeah, I don't know. Whatever. It's like the mystery is gone. You see this like playing. But I thought it sounded good and it looked pretty good. The mystery. OK, wow. OK. Yeah. But uh, tell Look me something about mind reading. Um, so mind reading is is <laughs> is this is funny, I guess, is like that song was all in a like um that is funny no but the, the like i never I, I, the whole <laughs> the drums were tracked to that tune but the the song was like only the only part we had were the was the intro i had and then i had a different things and i remember my brother when uh i was about to pick up my guitar you can't play that on the podcast can you i don't give a fuck oh let me see yeah but it was like, and I realized, hum, hum, him. And I, and I, and I remember it, whatever it did, it stayed in here. And then eventually it went to, you know, whatever. Also, it's a joke because that song is, um, this guitar is actually tuned to all D. Uh, so that didn't even make any sense. No, but, but it's it's I love that riff the you know, like the, that riff that you played because it's so um, 
you know, there's something about it, like, you know, like the, the note uh, choices and stuff, very cinematic, well, you know? Well, so, so my point is on that is that that was in, it stayed right, but it stayed in that whatever I had before stayed in the world of that note. What happened was, as I remember when we were tracking it, Rick played the drums to it. When he went to do bass, he was like, I don't think I could play bass on this. It's like not, it's, you don't change anywhere. It's all in a, the entire or D or a, whatever. And he wasn't, he's like, he doesn't change. You know what I mean? I don't, I'm not really more of a, I play by ear. So I couldn't tell you at this moment, but um, it never changed whatever it was. And so he was like, I can't even, I don't really know what to do. Cause it's going to feel boring to me on the bass. If you just stay in this same thing, you know what I mean? So I remember I literally just in the computer, just cut out the verse and the chorus and rewrote the chords to what they are now. And I remember I sent it to him and he was like, yeah, there you go. Sounds good. There you go. <laughs> it was like as simple as that, you know, but, um, but it's funny. I need, I, I want to find the original at some point. Cause yeah, I understand what he's talking about. Now, if you listen to the song, it has the riff, it goes to another place. It goes to the chorus. It goes back to the, you know? So, um, yeah, when someone points something out like that, you know, when it comes to songwriting, uh, you know, it's man, I'll tell you this, like the last EP we did, um, I had a song, you know, the single that actually came out, like Mark heard it and Mark's like, yeah. awesome. And I was like, cool. And he's like, pre-chorus is too long. I was like, no, it's not. <laughs> yeah. And then he was like, nah, he's like, I'm telling you, it's too long. And I was like, uh, all right. Like, how dare you? How dare you? And now how when dare I, you say now, the thing that came out of my brain is not perfect the way it's supposed to be. Now, when I listened to it, I, I was like, all right, yeah, 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 you got it right. We we ended up like shortening up the pre-chorus and then the chorus chords. He's like, don't change so quick. So when you change, like there's more impact, yeah. you know, that little thing, once you're removed from it and you could look at it again, like you did, you said you went back and you're like, okay, I see what he was talking about. Um, yeah, man. Well, technically, I mean, physically, he was like, I'm not playing bass on this. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, that's, that's cool. You figure this one out. I'll go pick He's a like, good you one. figure out that, that garbage that you tried to show me. No, uh, you know what? He's my, it's like, you know, we're, he's a, he's like my filter, you know what I mean? I mean? He's my brother. And I feel even in men, women, children, he wrote a lot of music and I felt very connected. I wrote vocals and I felt connected to what he does maybe because we are like that. So um, like that, meaning blood related. Um, but so to me, it's like as a producer too, working on people's stuff, I, I'm a bit more delicate. I think when I say stuff that maybe he might be to me, but I, I guess I can, I'm fine with that because I, I like being challenged. I don't mind changing something forces at work, not to go back to that. But I remember there was a, a line that happened before what the vocal is now, when the vocal comes in, there was something before that. And I remember cutting it out the day I went to send it to mastering. Cause I'm like, something is bothering me about this line. It yeah. is not right. Yeah. And I cut it. I remember my bass player at the time being like, dude, like, why would you do that? Like, I'm like, because I know it's, I just feel it. When I send my stuff off yeah. to be done after it's mixed, that's when I commit to it. And that's why, and I, and I feel like when I can listen back to stuff, I have very few regrets on almost anything that I've, you know, that I've made that decision on, but that was a funny one to just cut at the beginning. My point being as a producer, when I talk to people, I am way more critical on myself than I am on other people. And regarding these people's stuff, my brother is really like my filter where he, 
I respect his opinion and I understand what he's saying to where I have no, it drives me nuts when people can't change something that is not, you know, when this, their head, they're like this, no, I made this. So it, this is it. It's like, yeah. you know, but what if you take that extra 24 minutes and maybe think of something that's better, but you know, that's my own theory is like, if the no, people, you, you just have to respect the person that's saying it though. That's, that's key. important. Yeah. Because I mean, if, yeah, if, 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 listen, Nickelback is a platinum selling band, but if their producer came to one of us and was like, Hey, you should cut this out. Then I'd be like, eh, we're not really on the same planet. We're not coming from the same world. But if like, you know, the dude from super drag said something to me, I'd be like, yeah, I got to listen to this guy. Sure. <laughs> for sure. For sure. And mm -hmm. I, I guess, yeah, I guess that, that was my my point, though. You have to respect the person and you say, well, what do you like? Even when I go to produce people, it's like and whether I'm good or bad is obviously subjective. It doesn't matter. But my point is, if you hear my band, you hear stuff I've worked on and you like what I do, then that should be in the color scheme of what I'm, you know, can offer in, in, in you know, in my opinion. You know what I mean? So that's really that's that. But I do think that people sometimes get really like I, I actually get kind of turned on when I when I find something Whoa. that's better than what I originally thought when I'm like, when I push myself, like on, we're talking about mind reading, like when I changed that, I went, Oh, like I would have never done that. And that to me is now how it is, is how it was supposed to be. If my ego got in the way of being like, Whoa, whatever he said that, but uh, I don't know what, whatever. Like, yeah, I, can't I have that. no, but you know, it happens all the time for sure. I'm sure I've done it in the past. Uh, speaking You're of past, a prick. Speaking so. of, speaking of past, yeah. uh, let's do the last song, Past Tense. Give me something about it. Past Tense. That one, um, that one I remember I kind of had like this, the crowd rock, like program beat happening. And I kind of, I remember I just moved to Long Beach at the time when I wrote that song. And I had this like very busy surfy riff happening. Same chorus as what's going on. I kind of wrote that whole structure. I remember, I, I just remember Rick played bass on that uh, to whatever the structure I had. And then it evolved as time went on. I made that intro riff. Like it was, it was like, it was so big. It was like, it was like some ridiculous riffy kind of thing. And then now it's like the, dun, 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 dun. like it's super relaxed on those parts. And then it goes to the chorus. So that was kind of written in that way. I think, um, yeah, and the melodies were just very spaced out. And song makes me want to do a a coke line off a surfboard. Yeah, I think it's funny that it does have that surfy thing. I was like, the, it was like right when I moved to Long Beach, and I remember just whatever, just working on it and walking around in a in like a grass skirt, right in that. Yeah, a grass skirt with a speedo. You know, you know, like what people do in Long Beach, New York. Yeah, uh, that's what I and heard. Trying to do is any other thing fun fact on that, but I mean, I not really. I think it was then, then at some point we took the electronic beat out. Rick played real drums to it, it added you know the kind of very tasteful fills that are in there. Uh, I think I do keep the drum machine, the original drum machine, like in the bridge part for a second. I don't know if you just like it just comes in out of nowhere, it almost doesn't make any sense, but it it works. Well, my solos and that my solo on that's pretty funny. A lot, a lot of my guitar solos are just stream of consciousness. Um, I don't talk about this often, but I'll say it quick is that the soul of my guitar souls are like, I do not plan them in any way. I either will do, I just do takes complete, whatever comes out. 
if I have to cut together, I will, um, you know, out of it to make one thing. But I always find my solos very funny because you couldn't sit and write that because who the hell would do that? It's complete nonsensical information. Um, But together, uh, it works. That's one element that I actually have a lot of fun recording because I, it's like I'm not thinking anything of it, just like feeling something coming out. You know what I mean? Uh, but so that song has a very dominant, like, dual guitar thing that is like, you're hearing like like a hammer on at one point with not, you know what I mean? And it makes it makes one thing. So very unique, very unique to you. Uh, yeah, man. It's, it, certain things are just, you know, um, God, I forgot who we were talking about the other day. Maybe we were learning songs for like a, a Halloween cover set. Yeah. And uh, oh, it might have been the Dead Milkman where we we're just like you're learning certain songs and you're like, yeah, man, unless you like wrote this yourself, it's very hard to duplicate because yeah. it's just it's so like distinctly, you know, one person. Should, uh, music should be like that, you know. Like so um, I just want to know for this EP, uh, what does Deb give this out of 10? My mom? Yeah. Uh, she always gives me the tens, but I think she's just—I don't know. Right, so, so Deb, she, I think she birthed me. So okay, Deb, uh, no, I don't know. She heard it. She was just like, "Wow, this is great." I don't know. So ten out of ten from Deb. Ten out of ten from Deb. Okay, good. Yes, I don't know. I don't. I didn't really spend much time talking to her about it. I think I. She just asked because she knew it came out, and I sent it to her. But <laughs> you know, I don't. I can't excite. Oh, I remember. Oh wait, this is actually funny. No, no. Now I remember. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay. So, so, um, I, uh, she, I think cause I, I made them, I made the music video for levels and I think I sent it to her and she was like concerned about my lyrics. Oh, wow. That's funny. That's what it was. And then forces at work too. I got some review and it said like unseen forces. And she was like, she's like, you know, like concerned, but the forces at work thing, I think is a (laughs) lyric, a very questioning uh existence i guess and she, yeah. was, she was very very concerned about that i'm like really that's pretty much um uh i don't know i think that's okay uh to do but yeah. uh my uh funny me uh so my, we don't know what we can't see that was the line and she was like no my brother uh played my mom i never send my mom shit because like i don't yeah. know but my brother played her like our last video and she was just like, I'm going to get all those guys a shaving kit. And I just thought that was like the funniest review because like she didn't care about anything other than the fact that like three. That's out of- kind of a funny thing, like just musicians, moms reviewing yeah, their own yeah, album yeah, you know? yeah. or like their own whatever it is. Yeah, it's like you send them stuff. It's like, all right, what, what do you think of, of your son's video? <laughs> and yeah, nothing about the song. Nothing. She was just like, these guys all need a shaving kit for sure. I'm like, OK, good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Cool, man. So, uh, what's the rest of the year like? What are you looking to do? Actually, so the year's almost over, and like I, yeah. I was, I was having one of those like existential, like what the fuck am I doing type thing. So, uh, just because we've been kind of sleeping for like the last like five mm-hmm. or six months, uh, so I plan to do a lot of extra shit next year. So I'm gonna ask you, uh in a perfect world like what do you want to do next year in regards to the band um i just have plans on essentially we're gonna i think we're gonna do a video for past tense that's what i was working on we did a live thing actually um in the studio over at westfall billy reimer played drums 
it was a live thing for mind reading. So I actually have uh, me and Jimmy Usher uh, edited a lot us live at Westfall for mind reading, but it's actually legitimately live and it sounds pretty good. Um, so we might put that out, put out, do a real video for past tense. And I just am working on, you know, we're working on just playing and sh getting shows and supporting that stuff. I just have, you know, just doing some interviews and, and, uh, you know, want to promote that as the EP. I, you know, I just want to promote it until, you know, after the new year as hard as I can. And then I already have other stuff that's going to come out, I guess, that I'm working on, you know, I mean, pretty much the new, the next batch of tunes I was talking about, those are all pretty much done. I just have to kind of revisit the mix on that. And, um, yeah, I don't know. We, we put this out, we have a, we have a cassette for the, 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 um, in place of time EP, which is, we might as well have put out it on a, uh, put it out on a shoe. <laughs> okay. Because, but we did that. We have a seven inch. No, so we're just might just even, you know, just putting out those physical pieces of stuff. Um, teamed uh teamed up with my um parallel division label with greenwich recordings for for some of those like physical stuff so i might i don't know i might do another physical of the ep instead of it like i said it might we might do is a 10 inch or 12 inch for that as well uh so just a bunch of stuff like that is coming out and you know i'm gonna just pretty much do as much as i can before i move on to the next piece of music so cool all right well listen thanks why do you make me say so much stuff dude <laughs> thanks for hanging out thanks for hanging out with me um yeah and uh i don't know i guess i'll put links up to the ep and people can check it out and uh, if they don't like it they'll just listen to the shins yeah it's just virtually the same thing <laughs> uh, <laughs> i don't know why that irritates me i'm gonna because <laughs> i you know they're a great band though but yeah honestly why why, why would that <laughs> like when when someone God, I'm trying to think of like what the worst comparison we ever got was. And uh, <laughs> and I'm annoyed about the shins and they're yeah, great. I'm thinking like I so I have a friend <laughs> from like, you know, neighborhood, like it, like somebody that grew up down the block. Right. So oh. sometimes, you know, these are like adults now and they if you didn't grow like if you didn't evolve into like going to like shows or doing things, you have no real point of reference of things. Yeah. You're just a normal guy with a house and like a, you know, a dog or some shit. So like we played once and like, <laughs> he was like, Oh man. He's like, that's, you know, that's pretty good. He's like kind of like green day guitars with sublime vocals. And that's we what you said your band sounds like. Yeah. Oh, all right. You and know what? I feel a lot better, dude. Thank you for telling me that story. Me, me, <laughs> me and our bass player. Cause we all grew up in the same neighborhood. Like we looked at each other and I was like, what am I going to do? Tell him he's wrong. No, just I, kill him so he doesn't tell anyone else that. I was like, we both looked at each other. We're like, yeah, yeah, I could see that. Definitely Green Day guitar, sublime vocals, I would say. You know, because like that's his point of reference. No, so. not for anything, though. That would be, if that's what people heard from me, you'd, you'd be a massively huge. Yeah, totally. You know what I mean? Everyone in Long Island would be stoked. <laughs> yeah, I just never, want to put that in the bio. I just never heard it described like that. And I was like, sure. I'm like, I could almost understand what you mean. Like, you know, like sort of punk ish rock guitar. I don't see the sublime vote. Like, where is this? Uh, I don't know. Vote? I mean, it might have been the only two CDs he had in his car. I have no idea. I you mean, know? you haven't smoked a joint in 32 years. So I smoked two joints before I smoked two joints, though. And then I smoked two more. Mm. 
Um, but yeah, cool. So thanks for hanging out. I'm going to hit stop real quick. Ready? Yeah, man. Later, well, buddy. You. Thank you, buddy.